Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Friday, October the 28th, 2022, at 11.38 a.m. Central Time. It was 1981, and a song was released called The Waiting. Now, I don't know if you remember that song from 1981. I know that's a long time ago. Some of you who love music will. Some of you who hate music and have strong feelings about it or or only think certain kinds of music. I'm not here to get into the never-ending music debate amongst Christians. Have all the fun you want. Debate amongst yourselves. I will step aside from that debate. But it was 1981. The song The Waiting was released. And here is the course of that song. The waiting is the hardest part. Every day you see one more card. You take it on faith. You take it to the heart. The waiting is the hardest part part. Now, if you, were, if you were with us yesterday, you know I was dealing with, well, the hardest part. I was dealing with the waiting. I was waiting for the dryer repair person to show up at my house to fix our dryer, and they were supposed to arrive somewhere like eight in the morning. I thought it was between eight and noon, but well, put this way, noon came and they still weren't here. 1 p.m. came, they still weren't. 2 p.m. came, they still weren't. 3 p.m., finally they showed up. I think somewhere close to, it was somewhere between 3 and 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So that means I sat around all day just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I cannot speak for you, but for me, the waiting is the hardest part because when you're waiting, you can't, you can't move. You can't do anything until something happens or until someone shows up. You can't move on. You can't leave. You can't do this. You can't do that. And all I wanted to do was to walk upstairs to the Theology Central Studios, the studios that I'm in right now, and guess what? Turn on the microphone and talk about doctrine and theology and the Bible and talk about things that matter. Talk about spiritual things. I mean, I wanted to talk about how to live the Christian life. But when I wanted to come up here and do that, I was downstairs. Guess what? I don't think I was living the Christian life because I was getting irritated and I was getting frustrated and I was getting angry and I was getting mad. So was I living the Christian life. Well, finally yesterday, I had the opportunity to turn on the microphone and I asked everyone to to help develop a theology of waiting. I challenged everyone to try to come up with some Bible verses and, and some ideas like, what is the Christian view on waiting? How should we think about it? What is the Christian way to live our life? Because waiting is a, is a major part of it. Not only is it the hardest part, it's a major part. You're constantly like, okay, I got to wait for this person. Oh, I can't do this. I got to wait on this. I got to wait on this. Maybe it doesn't bother you, but at least for me, it bothers me because I'm so bad at it. And I know that many times in my waiting, I have attitudes and thoughts that probably aren't very Christ-like or very Christian. And I know you can sit there and judge me, but so much of our Christian life, it's we, 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 we tend to just look at the, as long as I stay away from these big sins, I'm okay. But there's all these so-called venial sins, the little sins where we just, we don't demonstrate a Christ-like attitude. We don't demonstrate a Christ-like character. And that is still sin. 
That's why we have to trust in an imputed righteousness because we fall short all the time. I just think some Christians don't see all of the smaller ways, quote unquote, I don't like that term, but all the smaller ways that we fall so short. Sometimes I, I, I wish that we could see that because it would humble us and it may would burn up our fig leaves and burn our robes of self-righteousness and we could, be, we could see what we really are and that we are sinners with a sinful nature and we fall short all the time. But I've been thinking about a theology of waiting. So I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I want us to look at two passages of Scripture this morning. Just briefly, remember the Today's Focus podcast. I try to keep it around 15 minutes if I can. I just want us to consider two passages of Scripture because here's what happens. Yesterday, I was getting really frustrated. I just kept, and I was getting frustrated because I realized all these things I want to do, I can't, can't, I can't do them. I can't do them. Again, I was making it all about me, but I decided to get some food and I was standing in the kitchen and right about the time I got ready to take a bite, I was like, you know what? All of this frustration, all of this irritation, all of this aggravation, it's not changing anything. It's not, it's not going to give me more time in the day. It's not going to allow me to get more things done. It's not going to speed anything up. It's not going to slow anything down. I'm literally wasting more time by getting frustrated by the waiting. Well, then which only made me more frustrated, but it made me realize there's so, we spend so much time talking, thinking, worrying, upset, and frustrated about that which we cannot change. So it made me think of this passage of scripture. You're probably very familiar with it. I'm going to read it in the Bible that I have next to me. Matthew chapter 6 from the Sermon on the Mount. And again, the Sermon on the Mount condemns us over and over and over and over and over again. We won't go into a whole theology of the Sermon on the Mount, but I always get bothered to how people misinterpret it. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? All right. We we could talk all about that. That wasn't the part that really that 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 wasn't the part I remember. That wasn't the part that came to my thinking yesterday. It was the next verse. Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Can you add one more moment? Can you add one more minute? Can you add one more hour to your life by worrying? Can, can you add anything to your life? And the answer is you cannot. No, I can't. You can't. We can't add anything. So yesterday while I was worrying and get so upset about waiting, I wasn't going to add anything to it. So when we're waiting, I think a theology of waiting is we have to just accept it because we can't. Sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. We can't change anything. I wasn't going to add anything to my day because of the, because of what I was, because of all the worrying and all the frustration and all the anxiety that I was going through. I could not change anything, which is a, it's a humbling thought. It's a humbling concept, but I think it changes how we wait. I, change, I think it changes so much how we do anything. So we have to begin, we have to realize every single day, 
that so much of our time, our thinking, our talking is, uh, is really, it's not adding anything. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to do anything. So why waste the time being frustrated or upset about that which we cannot change? And then it made me think of another passage of scripture. This one is in the book of James. The book of James. You probably know where I'm going with this one. The book of James. James chapter 4. All right. James chapter 4. All right. If I can find uh, exactly where we want to look at. I may go to my other Bible here. James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Let's go to verse 13. James chapter 4 verse 13. James chapter 4, verse 13. Um, oh, I'm in First Peter. I was like, why is this not making any sense? I'm like, this is not making absolutely any sense. I know what James 4, 13 says. Why, why is it not reading correctly? All right. James chapter 4, verse 13. James 4, 13. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make profit. Yet you do not, you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like a vapor that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. That's why we have to live our life. We, we have our plans. We have what we want to do. And waiting can make us mad. When something delays it, we can get upset. When something goes wrong, but we have to say, whatever the Lord wills, whatever happens, that because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen an hour from now. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to have an approach that, look, all of the worrying and frustration can't change anything, can't add anything to it. And all of my plans, <laughs> no, if the Lord wills, this or this will happen. Because if I look at it that way, I can't get frustrated. I can't get irritated. I can't get upset because I just say, whatever happens, that's the Lord's will. And let me accept it. And let me make the most of that. And let me live in that moment. Just think about your just think about your life. How much time you may spend talking or complaining or griping, worrying, anxiety, frustrated about things you cannot change. Waiting is the hardest part, but maybe waiting. Maybe waiting is a good part. Maybe waiting is kind of like a spiritual gym that challenges us to reconsider our attitudes and our thoughts and our frustrations, to, to die to self, to deny self, and to realize what we can and cannot change and to accept whatever the Lord's will is. Maybe waiting plays a role in our sanctification. Living the Christian life, it requires a completely different way of thinking about everything, about everything, even something that may appear insignificant like waiting. But sometimes it's in that waiting that we can be challenged to really rethink the way we think about life. That is your today's focus 
on this Friday, October the 28th. You can always email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I hope you appreciate what we try to do in this series. We try to make it short, try to give you something to think about, something to focus on, and hopefully you will spend some time focusing on these ideas today. Can't wait to hear from you. Have a great day. We'll be back, obviously, for all with all of our other live broadcasts, but we will be working on something. If you were listening on the Church One app or the Sermons 2.0 app, you notice we kept cutting out and cutting back in. I don't know why. Uh, we're having some kind of internet issue. So I'm going to see what I can do to possibly make that work a little bit better today. And I'm going to try (laughs) not to get frustrated or irritated by it because I was sitting here watching the little red light and everything in me was like, wait, that, no, that's not the way it's supposed to work. No, that light's supposed to stay green. No, why am I getting another notification sent that that I just started a broadcast? No, that shouldn't, wait, what is how? And I'm sitting there talking to you about not, hey, Now, hey, all of my worry can't change anything. Now, yes, here I can at least try to fix the problem. But again, there's there's so much in life that I'm limited to what I can and can't do. So if it's God's will, (laughs) I guess I should say it that way, I will get this problem fixed so we won't have any more connection issues with our live broadcast on the Church One app and Sermons 2.0 app. We're not having any connection problem on the Spreaker app, but it's just it just makes me laugh. Because it's like, while I'm trying to talk about this, I'm literally having to try to practice what I'm talking about. It's, it's so difficult sometimes. We, we want to be sovereign instead of submitting to the fact that God is sovereign. Thanks for listening. That's your focus for today. Spend some time focusing on it. Thanks for listening.